Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Sackdown Movie Puffs. Once again, I'm Pierre, and this is Jason, and we are back with the second half of our top 10 films of 2006. So this will be our part two edition. Um, if you missed the first show, um, so we did our number uh, 10 through number six. This will be number five through number one. We'll also do some honorable mentions after our uh, top five. And then, uh, of course, you want to stick around because we'll do our challenge films uh, for 2007. So, um, well, we got a lot of films to cover. So without further ado, I say we just get right into it, man. So let's get into it. Sure. Jason, what is your number five film for 2006? Okay, my number five film is one that I don't own. Uh, and a lot of people probably have not Lame. seen it. Yeah, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> a lot of people have probably not seen it, uh, but it's a movie called Manufactured Landscapes. All right. So, uh, yes, there we go. So it's a documentary. Uh, there's a better poster than that, Kier. You got the wrong one, but it's okay. <laughs> I've never seen the film, so I have I no know, clue. I know. Hardly <laughs> know I but, um, so Manufactured Landscapes is, uh, if you are a fan of photography, it's a really amazing documentary. It, it feature, It's basically about a photographer named Edward Bertinsky, who has made a living of taking photographs of uh, basically the effect that hu hu humanity has had on the world uh, reflected through uh, these amazing photos of just massive proportion, which are a little more, a little more interesting than that one in the, in the, in the poster there. Sorry. Uh, but there's some amazing, like uh, basically what, what people have done to the earth. And it's not like some, uh, you know, tree hugger documentary by any means but it is pretty amazing when it shows you like aerial photographs of like uh damming uh of locations or these massive junkyards and uh basically just there's photographs in this movie that don't even look like earth it looks like you're looking at like some alien planet from some sci-fi movie or something and um it's just like a if you are a documentary fan a fan of photography a fan of like, oh my God, I can't believe what I'm looking at is real. Uh, it's an amazing, amazing documentary. So I know hardly anybody has seen it. I haven't seen it in probably 10 years, uh, but I do, I do knew it. I do know that it absolutely floored me when I watched it. So yeah, if you're a visual person, fan of photography, watch that movie. Trust me, you won't regret it. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Never heard of it, but uh, yeah. sounds... Um... Sounds like some photography for sure. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> I don't Whatever. know. Who knows? Maybe one in the near future, I'll I'll check that out. So yeah, cool. yeah. Probably not, but you never know. Man, so. whatever. Hey, you never know, man. You never know. Probably not. Doesn't mean definitely not. It's probably better than your number five. Well, it's not. Okay. And people have seen my number five, so you know they're gonna know what it is. My number five. And we kind of touched on it a little bit earlier. Um, it wasn't in your bottom half, but we it, it, it's similar to another film, which is going to be The Illusionist. Oh, yeah. So, better. Yeah. better. Yeah. yeah so. <laughs> <laughs> so The Illusionist. Uh, so obviously in Jason's bottom half, he had the other. So 2006 had two really big uh, films about basically magicians, I guess, if you will. Yeah. Um, um, Yours was uh, what was the name of that other film? Uh, Christopher, 
the Prestige with Christopher Nolan directed. Uh, the, the Illusionist uh, stars Edward Norton um, as a basically a magician that gets involved in kind of like a I don't know he I guess fancies someone else's wife who happens to be uh, you know uh, like. He's like a king or a prince or something like that. I can't remember, like royal family kind of thing. Um, and he basically fancies this person's wife and is basically, you know, kind of sneaking off with her while he's also doing like these really, really amazing like magic tricks that no one can figure out how he's doing it. And uh, there's basically kind of a murder mystery that happens um, uh, involving the the woman that he uh, is is seeing, um, and and it's it's weird because it's kind of a murder mystery, but it, the story is also kind of being told through his magic tricks and performances. Um, so it's a really interesting film, a little bit hard to describe, but um, and one that I haven't seen in almost a decade myself. Um, obviously, I don't own it. Uh, but one that I've always enjoyed. And like I said, I remember when both those films came out, um, you know, it was like there were a lot of people that, you know, liked the prestige. Um, there were a lot of people that were on the illusionist side. And I was clearly more on the illusionist side because I didn't care for the prestige at all. So my number five is The Illusionist. Cool. Uh, yeah, I mean, I remember liking it. I, I don't remember having really strong feelings about it. Um, you know, uh, it was it was good. I definitely gravitated more. You know me; I like the the darker, weirder, more hard to classify stuff. So the illusionist to me uh, was good, but it it wasn't great. Whereas the prestige um, took me more off guard. So I like I like that experience a little more. But I, I you know I remember liking it. Yeah. Oh, what cool. happened to Edward Norton? That was back when Edward Norton was in like everything. I haven't seen it. Yeah, you know I don't know. That's a really really good question. I'm not really yeah. for sure what happened to him but uh yeah he was he was kind of everywhere like in like the like the mid 2000s latter 2000s you know what i mean um you know then i don't know last five years i haven't really seen him in as many yeah. films i mean if we thought of open he could open a movie like that like he's the main star of that movie you know yeah i'm sure if we thought about it, there'd be other other films that um he's been in but i just can't think of them off the top of my head recently yeah so cool all right, number four, sir. Uh, number four for me is Pan's Labyrinth. So I am a big uh, Guillermo del Toro fan. I don't, I haven't loved every single thing he's done, but I, I am a uh, a big fan of Guillermo del Toro. This movie is probably probably his best movie in my opinion. Uh, but it is a uh, it's set during the uh, oh I can't remember. Uh, I can't remember what war it is. It's a war film. It's a war film. I think it's the Spanish-American War. I'm not 100% sure. But the, whatever war it is, is not that important. Uh, the war is the backdrop. Uh, the main character is a little girl who basically the 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 setup of this movie, and I know it's, it, it, you know it's not the only time it's ever been done, but the, the, the little girl in the movie retreats into a fantasy world uh, in the movie that you're never quite sure whether it's real or it's just her young mind kind of making sense of the horrors of the world around her because it's a war movie and it's a fantasy at the same time. And uh, this movie was like a, a, it was in Spanish, but it, it wound up being a huge box office hit, which I thought was really cool. I think it's really cool whenever a foreign language film winds up uh, being, a, being a hit um, because I'm sure, you know, he had made movies in English at that point and I'm sure, you know, his financiers would probably have rather have made it in English, but he didn't. So I thought that was cool. But yeah, I think it's it's probably Guillermo, Guillermo del Toro's best film. It's absolutely beautiful to look at. 
Um, it's got a really rich mythology. It's got some really cool monsters and cool special effects, and it has a really powerful ending. So, um, yeah, number four for me is easily Pan's Labyrinth. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, I, I thought it was okay. I didn't think it was his best film. I probably lean more towards like Blade Two or something. I don't know, but um, but yeah, I, I thought it was okay. I didn't I didn't love it as much as you did. It, it's a little weird, a little strange in parts, and you know, I don't I don't do weird as much as you do either. So, um, uh, yeah, visually, I remember it being good, but you know, overall, I, I don't remember a whole lot about the story other than it being a little weird visually. Um, uh, but I you know just can't say that I I loved it personally. So, but cool. Good choice. Good choice. Yeah, I know. Okay. You know, it won't make my top ten or honorable mentions, but it's definitely one of the top two hundred films of that year. So <laughs> yeah. that's good. That's good. Yeah. So it's definitely up there. So yeah. if we do a if we revisit and we do a top two hundred two hundred films of two thousand and six. I don't see that happening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. Cool. Um my number uh, four film will need no real introduction um, is going to be The Departed, uh, which is uh, obviously the big Oscar winner. I believe, did it win Best Director or Best I Picture? Don't I don't yeah, I know, I know it was Scorsese's like first big, like I think it was Best Director, I believe. Um, his first like winning that after all the movies that he's done. Uh, most people have heard know of The Departed, obviously, as far as Leonardo DiCaprio, uh, Jack Nicholson, Matt Damon, Mark Wahlberg. It's basically about you know an Irish, you know, gangster movie, basically in a sense, um, where uh, you know Leonardo DiCaprio is basically a cop that infiltrates like mobsters and. Um, uh, Matt Damon's character is basically a thug that infiltrates the cops kind of thing. So it's kind of like a switcheroo kind of thing. Um, but uh, one that I've always enjoyed, I thought it was great. I don't think it's Scorsese's best friend film. Um, and I remember there was a big deal because he, you know, they kind of felt like it was a gimme award for him because of all the great movies that he's done prior to that, the Goodfellas and Mean Streets and all that kind of stuff. And I agree with that as well. So I understand that it does get some flack for that. Um, obviously, it wasn't my favorite film of the year, but definitely it's in my top five. And so my number four is going to be The Departed. Cool. Yeah, I like The Departed a lot. Um, like like you said, I don't, I don't think it's like top tier Scorsese, uh, but uh, it's definitely really good. Um, it's in the really good Scorsese uh, category. Um, I don't remember why, but I remember being this, like, I wasn't that into Jack Nicholson's performance. I don't remember why, because I haven't watched it in 10 years, but uh, I don't remember, I, I remember being disappointed in his performance. I don't remember why. I don't know why, because I love Jack Nicholson, but uh, I don't know. I can't remember why. Uh, but uh, yeah, I did. one of his one of his final performances as well, because you know, there wasn't he didn't make too many films. I felt like after that, anyways. So, right? No, no. So I mean, like he did a couple of like old man comics after that. I think probably, yeah. but uh, that was the last one that he was really trying. I don't remember what I didn't like about Jack Nicholson. I could be totally wrong. I don't know, good. but uh, I do. I you know I haven't seen it in a long time, but it's a really good movie for sure. Yeah. Cool. Number three. Yeah. Number three for me is uh, United 93. So this is a, a tough movie for sure. Uh, it, you know, it came out in 2006, which, you know, it, it involves the 2000, uh, September 11th, uh, 2000, 2001, September 11th uh, tragedy. 
Uh, and even coming out in 2006, which was five years later, it still felt really, really, it, it's still a raw open wound in a lot of ways to explore this movie. Uh, this movie, of course, is about the, the flight that didn't actually make it where it was intended to go. Uh, and the, the, the hostages actually took over the plane and, and made a crash. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I can understand why people, a lot of people maybe didn't want to watch this movie in 2006. And probably a lot of people still don't want to watch this movie. But it is a really, really excellent movie. Um, it's really tense, of course. Uh, the the I like that the cast is completely. Uh, I think there's like one maybe actor who's been in a few things, but for the most part, the actors are are unknown. You know, which it wouldn't have felt right to have like stars in this movie for sure. Um, and but the acting is really good. The cinematography is really good. The editing is really good. Uh, I think Paul Greengrass was the, the guy to do it, you know, because he was a really talented filmmaker who'd already made uh, really raw and politically charged uh, thrillers, you know. So, um, yeah, I think, you know, a controversial movie back then, still a controversial movie probably, but I think it's a it's a really great movie that does not uh, cheapen the subject matter one bit. So it's a really excellent movie. That's my number three for the year, United 93. Yeah, no, no, I definitely one that I enjoy. Um, it didn't make my top 10 and I didn't necessarily include in my honorable mentions. It probably would have been around number 18 or something of that nature. I, I did enjoy it. It is really grim. It is one that, I don't know. I feel like it's the kind of film you'll watch once, but most people I don't think are going to revisit. You know what I mean? So it's not one that I would own just for that. I'm never going to be in the mood to, to pull out, you know, <laughs> and watch it. Let's put it that way. Um, uh, but it is a powerful film. It is a very good film as well. Well directed, obviously well acted, very intense. Uh, we, we saw another movie recently that dealt with the same hijacking story uh, that we reviewed previously as well. Um, I can't think of the name of it, but I remember comparing it to this one, um, saying it wasn't it wasn't quite as up, up to par as this one. Um, but yeah, definitely um, a good film. Definitely one that you know if if you can stomach it, I definitely recommend you check out because it is a powerful film. But it, yeah. I I totally get that it's not for everybody, and it's barely even for me. Uh, like I said, I I wouldn't include it in my top ten, and I probably wouldn't revisit it just just because it is so you know, it's so real and 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 sad basically. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, but cool. Good choice. Yeah. All right. Can we lighten the mood? No. <laughs> uh, so, uh, so, but yeah, good choice. Uh, so my uh, number three, and I don't own this one either, so I'm going to have to bring this one in. Um, it's going to be Apocalypto, um, which is uh, it's a bad cover. That's weird. Uh, uh, Apocalypto. Uh, I could I didn't see it when I brought it in. It looks so grainy. Um, so basically, uh, Mel Gibson directed this one, um, and it's basically set. It's about uh, uh, Native Americans or, or Indians, and it's basically set before any settlers uh, from Europeans have have come. So basically, it's about these different uh, uh, these groups of basically young kids young adults basically um, that are basically kind of like kidnapped um, uh, from another like tribe basically and are uh, basically going to be killed. And in a nutshell, they end up like escaping and running and they're being like chased and hunted. So it's an action movie. It's very, very violent. Um, uh, it's got a very uh, unique feel to it. 
Um, I, I really enjoy it. Um, you know, and this was at the point when Mel Gibson's, you know, star was already, you know, he was already kind of starting to falter at this point where a lot of people didn't like him anymore. Yeah. But, you know, he's always been a good actor and he's always been a pretty decent director for most of the films that I've seen him direct as well. So um, definitely one I highly urge you to check out. Um, I don't remember how what it did at the box office. I think it was just like right around his like spiring uh, control period. But uh, definitely one that I enjoyed and, and definitely urge anyone to check out Apocalypto. So. Yeah, I really liked Apocalypto. I haven't seen it since 2006. Um, yeah. I, I saw it in the theater, um, but I do remember like being... You know, it was, yeah, you're right. I mean, like, by that point, like, his, his, you know, people, I don't remember why at that point, because there's been other things since then, but at that point, for sure, it was like the court of public opinion was not on his side at that point, maybe for the first time, you know? Yeah, he, yeah, he was, you know, he was, I, I want to say he was saying some, some really outlandish, borderline, like, racist stuff around that period of time, um, yeah. you know? Um, during that period of time, he was, you know, definitely coming across as like, you know, a little, maybe a little racist, a little edgy things that he was saying. And I know there was like a recorded phone call. And I want to say it was maybe around this time, maybe right before that, where he said a bunch of like really off the wall stuff. I don't know if he's talking yeah. like it's life or something. So I want to say this movie might have suffered because of that. Um, Probably. But uh, but uh, it is a really, really good film. He's not in it. Um, no. He just directs it. But uh, but it is a really, really good film and uh, great action. Uh, very violent film as well. But definitely one that if you haven't checked out, seen before, I definitely urge you to check out. Yeah, and I, I mean, it was it was it was you know something I respect about it is that it was it was kind of a box office gamble anyway because there's right. no no names in it. I think the whole entire thing is subtitled, right? Yeah, the entire thing subtitled. There's no big names in it. I really think he re he he purposely use i think real native americans for this yeah. film I, I believe um so and they were speaking kind of in their native tongue um yeah. so yeah so it is definitely you know it was definitely a risk um for him to to, to do this one for sure yeah so. yeah but i have I, I remember being really uh absorbed in it you know i remember really liking it and i should probably check it out again since it's been 14 years since i've seen it yeah, I, I used to own it. I, I don't have it anymore. It's one that um, I, I definitely am going to rebuy for sure um, at some point. So uh, yeah, I, I want to see it again also. So yeah, but that is uh, number three for me is Apocalypto. Cool. All right. Uh, so number my number two. Uh, I apologize. I'm not going to be lightening the low. I'm not going to be lightening the mood here anymore uh, since uh, my previous uh, United ninety three. But my number two is uh, the Spike Lee documentary, When the Levees Broke. So, yeah, not lightening the mood here. Uh, this is a, it's a four-part uh, documentary. You know, I'm going to count it. I'm going to count it because it's, uh, uh, it, it was eligible for Oscars that year, if I remember right, because I think they did meet the requirements to, to show it all, in, all at one time in a theater. I don't know, but I'm pretty sure it was up for Oscars that year. Uh, and, uh, but yeah, it's, it's a documentary about, the, about Hurricane Katrina, uh, which seems so, so long ago now, but uh, it, it was a e extremely devastating hurricane uh, that really leveled uh, a lot of New Orleans. Uh, and this movie is about not just the hurricane, but the aftermath, especially the aftermath of the hurricane. And especially it's extremely critical of the, uh, the mishandling of the aftermath and just the devastation that people were in and that they were allowed to uh, be without help 
for so long and so many people that died that didn't that didn't have to die. Uh, but it is a it's it's a pretty grueling movie. Uh, it's one that I, I you know I have revisited U ninety ninety three once, uh, but I, I haven't revisited this one uh, because it is it is really devastating. Uh, but it is also extremely powerful too. Spike Lee is one of my favorite directors. Um, I really like his documentaries, especially. Well, I wouldn't say especially because I like a lot of his movies a lot. Uh, but he, he, I really like his documentaries. And uh, this is a, like I said, it's grueling. It's difficult to watch, uh, but it's definitely rewarding and provocative. And it's really a masterpiece. So that's my number two for 2006 was when the levees broke. Cool. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't think I've seen this one all the way through. I don't recall anyways. Um, I know I've seen bits and pieces of it here and there, or, or I just don't remember the whole thing. So I, I really can't comment too much on it. Um, I do remember, um, you know, it, it is another one of those ones. It's, it's probably hard to stomach and it's, you know, it's, it's another one of those ones that I, if I've seen all of it or not, I, I'm probably not going to rewatch it just cause you know, it, it is kind of doom and gloom again. Um, uh, definitely. Thanks for um, you know bringing the bringing the fun. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, um, yeah, I'm sure it's a great film. Definitely a powerful film. Uh, but I I I could see not a lot of people want to run out and watch you know when the levees broke. <laughs> so, um, but it is a powerful film. It's an important film. And and sometimes you know you have to watch films like these or United ninety three. Um, you know, so that, you know, hopefully history doesn't repeat itself. You know what I mean? Hopefully we learn from, from, you know, these types of things and, and, you know, our response time for when there are hurricanes and, and, you know, how we handle those situations and, you know, how we, how we deal with that kind of stuff. So, um, you know, I, I think these, these types of films are kind of a teachable moment. Um, so I think they are very important. Um, but, um, you know, obviously not everybody's going to want to rush out and see those kinds of films either. That's the, that's the only kicker with those. So, yeah. Well, yeah, I don't know. Cool. Cool. Some people might, though. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm not saying nobody will. Yeah. 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 Some people might. Yeah. Cool. That was number two? Yep. Well, I'm definitely going to lighten the load with my number two because, yeah, it's, <laughs> you know, let's, let's have some fun. Um, so my number two is a, definitely a comedy, and it is one of my favorite, favorite, favorite comedies of all time. I love this movie. I watch it all the time. Um, I probably watch it at least once a year, and I just can't get enough of it. So it is going to be Grandma's Boy. <laughs> so, uh, so that's my number two. I, I just love this film. It's just so just wacky. Um, it's a Happy Madison production, so basically, uh, you know, it's all of uh, Adam Sandler's like people, basically. And it's actually about, uh, you know, basically game testers. <laughs> so like video game testers. Um, it's a little hard to describe because it's, it, it's, it's, it's basically the, the main character uh, basically uh, gets kicked out of his apartment and has to go basically move in with his, his grandmother because that's the only place he has to live. And uh, it's just a really just wacky, funny film. Uh, there's a lot of, you know, obviously drug use. There's a lot of funny elements there's a lot of you know sex jokes and that sort of stuff but um if, if you need something that you can just check your brain out and just laugh and some of the weirdest wackiest characters then this is definitely one that i urge you to check out there's a guy that literally thinks he's a robot in this film and he is hilarious <laughs> so um yeah so that's my number two is grandma's boy Cool. Uh, yeah, I remember liking that movie. I remember uh, not expecting a whole lot from that movie. 
because uh, you know I, I do like Adam Sandler, you know, but he's he's been in, you know, he's he's been and he's been he's produced a lot of pretty not good movies. Um, so I I think you know, and this wasn't he wasn't even in it. It was just like it, when it was released, the reviews were really bad, and it was kind of just like. Oh, it's another movie that he just kind of tossed out. It's got his friend. It's just his friends goofing off. It's a waste of time. But I remember liking it. I remember thinking it was yeah. And it really came, it's kind of a cult following now as well. You know what I mean? I, I talked yeah. to a lot of people in a lot of circles that, that really love this movie. You know, back in two thousand six in the theater. But I remember being surprised by how good it was. So yeah, yeah cool. I love it. I just think it's hilarious. So it's yeah. just really funny to me. So yeah, uh, wow. The, from, from when the levees broke to grandma's boy. <laughs> yeah, man, you got to switch it up, man. You got to yeah, keep yeah. the people I, on their I, toes. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm Debbie Downer. I'm Debbie Downer this year. Yeah, <laughs> man. Well, hopefully your number one is, is your number one also going to be a downer? Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> All right. I mean, it's lightening the mood slightly because at least it's fantasy, uh, but it's still pretty grim. Okay. So my number one, are, were you done on grandma's boy? Yeah, I'm done on grandma's boy. Okay. Sorry. All right. So my number one, is easily uh, children of men. Okay, mm. so this is lightening the mood a little bit, but it's still pretty pretty grim stuff. Uh, it's a science fiction movie uh, by, uh, of course, Alfonso Cuarón, uh, who went on to. Uh, well, I mean, before this, he had made uh, Itu Mama Tambien, mm -hmm. uh, and probably the only Harry Potter movie that I really like, which is Prisoner of Azkaban, and. Uh, after this, he would make uh, Gravity, Roma, really talented director. Uh, but this movie, is, it's science fiction. It takes place in the year 2027, which actually not too far from now, uh, when all of a sudden, basically, and nobody really knows why, but all of a sudden women uh, can't bear children anymore. Nobody knows why, if it's pollution, uh, you know, nobody knows why. Uh, but basically that means uh, that the current the people that are on the planet right now are going to be the only ones, you know, after, after everyone who's alive now dies, uh, it's over pretty much. Uh, and, but he, Clive Owen, uh, is led to, uh, is, is made aware of the fact that there is one woman that's pregnant and basically he has to get her somewhere safe. That's the movie. Uh, and it's, it's a really fascinating movie. Uh, it's got really a really cool visual style. There's uh, about three scenes here that are single shot takes, and I, I am a big fan of complicated single shots that uh, just kind of take your breath away. Uh, you know, later on when he did Roma, he did the same thing, like a, like several really just like mind-boggling, complicated single take uh, scenes, uh, which is you know what I'm what I'm talking about is like there's no cuts, no editing. Just like, it's amazing, amazing. I'm really a big fan of when somebody does that well. And there's about three of those scenes in this movie that are just like, especially one set in a car uh, that just will blow your mind. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's got really great action. It's got really great acting. Julianne Moore is in there also. Uh, Clive Owen is one of those actors who I've never really appreciated as much as I think I should have because I'm also watching, finally I'm watching The Nick on Cinemax, which is the Steven Soderbergh series that he's the, the main actor in. And he's like a really great actor. And I don't know why I've never really uh, given him that credit, but he's really great in here. He's really great in the Nick. Uh, but I think it's just a really great movie uh, overall. It's one that I need to revisit because I also haven't watched it in a long time, but I watched it at least 
at least maybe three times in the theater, and I've watched it at home at least twice. So, but it's been a while. So that's my number one, Children of Men. Cool. Um, yeah, you you know, I, I, you showed me this one. I I didn't like it as much as you did, uh, obviously. Um, so I didn't, I wasn't a, a, a huge fan of it. Um, it's you know, it's it's not as grim as that other end of the world one that you. Um, that we watched that came around around the same time. I can't think of it right now. Um, the one that was like really, really grim <laughs> and dark and, and like gray. Um, I can't think of the name of it right now, but this one's still a little grim, but uh, gray zone. No, no, no. It was the end of the, okay. it was into the world movie. I can't think of that off the top of my head right now. So um, it's like a, the, like a father and son were together. The oh, wife, the road. The, road. the road. Yeah. It's not yeah, as yeah, grim yeah. as that one, but it's still a little grim for, for my taste. So, but um um, yeah, I didn't. I didn't hate hate it. I just didn't care for it as much. So it was one of those ones that I felt no need to revisit. But um, cool, cool. Um, yeah. Good choice. Good choice. Yeah, no, it's not. Um, it's not even going to be in my honorable mentions. So um, scientifically but, proven cure. In the world of Jason. Yeah. Jason alone. <laughs> <laughs> Um, my number one is actually interesting because I'm usually not a fan of these films for whatever reason, but I don't know, for some reason, I just love the hell out of this film. Um, so my number one, uh, for 2006 is actually going to be, and might even be a surprise for you. Um, it's going to be Casino Royale. Um, so yeah, I, I, you know, I'm not a big Bond fan overall. Um, you know, I didn't really, I know there's a lot of people that are, you know, sacrilegious to say anything about the Bond films, but I always felt they were always a little bit stuffy. Um, you know, the previous ones, uh, shaken, not stirred, you know, kind of stuff like that. I always felt they were a little stuffy um, until they added Daniel Craig. And then they, they pretty much make Daniel Craig more like a Jason Bourne kind of bond, basically. You know, he could fight. He's, you know, he's a little cooler. He was a little bit more, you know, a little more on the ball than some of the, the stuffier ones that they had. You know what I mean? And, you know, uh, uh, and like the classic line in this one is the, you know, shaking or not stirred. And he's like, I don't give a damn. Just give me the drink. You know what I mean? And that's kind of, I kind of like that twist about it. Um, it's a very interesting story. It obviously takes place in a casino. Um, you know, and I, I just love it. Uh, I get a kick out of this film every time I watch it. I, I like I said, I think that like he just brought like a really refreshing take on it, uh, on the Bond character. Um, you know, and, and I, you know, I didn't love all the ones, all the other films that he did. I like some of them, some more than others, but, um, this one was my favorite and it's actually my favorite Bond film as well. I'm like, I said, I've never been a huge uh, Bond fan overall. I think I like Die Another Day. That's about the only other one that I really like or, or, or own. Um, but this one is, is, I think this one's awesome. Um, I think it's, it's, it's the best Bond film in my opinion. And in my opinion, it was the best film of the year. So that's my number one Casino Royale. Cool. Uh, yeah, I, I, I liked it. I liked it. Um, I, like you, I'm not a big Bond fan uh, in general. I'm, I'm not huge on the, uh, you know, the international espionage kind of stuff, really, in general. Um, but, and, and I've just never been into the Bond movies. I don't think, I don't know if I've ever seen a single uh, one of the Sean Connery ones, you know, even though. I saw one of them, but I, you know, they're, and for me, they're a little dated. For me, yeah. you know what I mean? Because they're older. You know, I know that a lot of people grew up on those um, or watched them when they were kids. I didn't even really start watching any Bond films till I was an adult. Yeah. Um, so when I did go back and watch some of the, the Sean Connery ones and um, Roger Moore ones and those ones, I, I just, you know, I just could, I couldn't resonate with them. They felt older and stuffy to me. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's just not my cup of tea, really. 
but I do appreciate, like you said, that Daniel Craig brought uh, a little bit more of a, a raw feel to it that yeah. I liked. I do remember liking Casino Royale a lot. I do remember thinking that it was it went on too long. I remember thinking that again. I've only seen it the one time in two thousand six, but I do. I I did prefer uh, Skyfall. I really like Skyfall a lot. Mm. Um, but I never even saw Quantum of Solace and Spectre like bored me to tears. So yeah, uh, yeah. it's just not my genre really. Uh, but I did like Casino Royale and I like Skyfall even more. So cool. Cool. Yeah. Uh, well, I'll run through my honorable mentions real quick. Um, I, cause I only use five. Yeah. Um, number 15 was little miss sunshine, which I, I really enjoy. Uh, 14 is bull rat, which is super funny, but also super gross. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Uh, 13 is a scanner darkly. Um, it's one that I didn't necessarily love when I first saw, it, but it grew on me over the years. 12 actually grew on me over the years as well. We both watched this one and we both came away not really loving this one, but I watched it again and I, I kind of liked it a little bit more, uh, which was Miami Vice. Um, oh, I mean, so, yeah, watch it again. Yeah, I rewatched it again years back and I was just like, you know, I guess because I was in my head expecting something different yeah. and didn't have that, but just the, the visuals of that movie are just so like the night. Michael Mann, I mean, say what you want about him, but like, like I think we had this discussion before when he he can just light up the L.A. nightlife like or, or, or Miami or wherever you're at. He can just light up the city like nobody else at night. He's got the coolest night scenes and most of this film is filmed at night and, you know, jet skis and there's lots of action, tons of violence. Um, I don't know. I just enjoyed it. I thought I thought it was a lot of fun. So, um, you know, it's a shame that it, it didn't become a, a bigger hit. Um, and then uh, number eleven for me is the pursuit of happiness with Will Smith, which is one of just a really good feels good story. So, yeah, cool, cool. Yeah, I need to watch uh, Miami Vice again probably because I didn't I didn't like it at all back then. Even though I'm a huge Michael Mann fan, Heat, uh, Manhunter, Collateral. You know, I like Thief. You know, but you're right. Like nobody nobody shoots the the city at night like him. And yeah, I have a lot of friends who just love that movie. And I, I just thought it was completely yeah. mediocre when I saw it. So yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I kind of came away with that same feeling. I might have liked a little bit more than you did because I think we watched it together, I believe. Um, yeah. I might have liked a little bit more than you did um, at that time, but I didn't love it either. And then I ended up – there was something that kept drawing me back to one to watch it again. I watched it again. I was just like, I actually really do like this film. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Nice. Cool. Well, uh, my, my runner-ups, I don't have too many. I don't have too many. I have just here? 28. Uh, just 11, just 11. Uh, that's not too bad. So we got The Host, which is a really cool monster movie done by uh, Bong Joon-ho, uh, who went on to make uh, Snowpiercer, Parasite, uh, a lot of really interesting movies. So it's a monster movie, but it's it's not your normal monster movie for sure. Uh, Black Snake Moan, uh, which is a movie that's that really shouldn't, yeah, really shouldn't work for a lot of reasons, but it's actually a really good movie. Um... Southland Tales. Okay, this movie is not very popular. Uh, a lot of people don't like this movie. Most people think it's a me giant included. Mess. <laughs> Most people think it's a giant mess. Uh, I I appreciate a good big giant mess, uh, especially from a filmmaker who's really not even trying to make something normal. I like that. I I respect that. I think it's a fun movie. Uh, not for everybody though. Uh, Behind the Mask. Uh, we talked about that last time. That was uh, my challenge for you. It's just a real fun uh, mock documentary twist on the slasher genre. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, Final Destination 3. I'm a fan of the Final Destination movies. 
but three is probably my favorite of all of them. Uh, I like them all except for this one, the the fourth one, which is a pile of crap. Uh, but all the other ones I like, and number three is my favorite, I think. It's got Mary Elizabeth Winstead in it, uh, which is fun because she went on to be uh, bigger things. Tenacious D and the Pick of Destiny. I'm a big Tenacious D fan. Uh, Poultry Geist, Night of the Chicken Dead. Okay, so this is a fun movie. Uh, uh, if you know anything about trauma movies, then you know what to expect. But I'm not a big trauma fan, to be, to be honest. But this is a this is a really fun one. Uh, it's really disgusting, like all trauma movies. Uh, the Dead Girl. Honestly, I have not seen this movie since the first time I watched it in 2006. Great ensemble cast. I liked it enough to buy the DVD. I remember really loving it. I should watch it again to make sure that I really love it. But it's got an amazing cast. Uh, Tony Collette, James Franco, Marsha Gay Harden, Piper Laurie, Brittany Murphy, one of her last roles, uh, Giovanni Ribisi, Mary Steenburgen, Kerry Washington. It's a really good, uh, depressing, that seems to be the theme this year, uh, ensemble For you. movie. Yeah. For you. <laughs> yeah. um, this was almost your, your challenge movie. Uh, it's a movie called All the Boys Love Mandy Lane. It's another kind of like behind the mask. It's kind of a, uh, not it's not a mock documentary, but it's kind of an interesting twist on the slasher subgenre. Hmm. Uh, Monster House, just a fun uh, Halloween kids movie. Uh, actually, does push the PG rating a little bit. It's pretty dark for a kids movie. Again, dark. Uh, it's a dark year, I guess. Uh, and lastly, Mulberry Street, which is a it was a really fun uh, low budget monster movie uh, that I had the the fortune of seeing in the uh, the theater, unlike very, most people. But uh, it's a fun movie, uh, very New York, low budget horror movie. Well done. So those are my runner ups. Cool, cool. Yeah. On to our challenge films. What's your challenge film for me for 2007? So, oh, before we get into that, if this is your first time watching the show, uh, hopefully it's not. Or maybe it is. Hopefully it is, actually. Never mind. Uh, but uh, if you're first time watching the show, uh, we do a challenge film for the year that's upcoming. Um, so he'll suggest a film that he's seen that I haven't seen, and also just a film that I've seen that he hasn't seen. It's always more difficult for me because he watches like a million movies a year, and I just pretty much watch, you know, the, the cream of the crop. So, um, so there's a lot more options um, for for him to choose for me than there is for, to choose from him. So, uh, but go ahead. Uh, judging by your top tens, I don't know if it is the cream of the crop anyway. But uh, <laughs> uh, just kidding. Um, so, uh, for you, there were quite a few to choose from this time. There were a lot of pretty good movies from 2007 that you hadn't seen. But I, the choice was easy, especially considering we're coming into the Halloween season. So my pick for you uh, is Trick or Treat. So okay. uh, I think you're really going to enjoy that. It's a, uh, it's a, obviously it's a Halloween movie, and it's a, uh, it's a horror film, and it's an anthology. Uh, so it's really, I love horror anthologies. Uh, I think it's gonna, I think you're gonna like it. It's all, it's very, very creep show, and I know that's one of your favorite movies. Uh, it's true. another, uh, you know, several short stories that. In this case, they intersect. Creep show, they're all separate. Uh, but this is one where it's all Halloween night in this one town, and all these storylines kind of converge, and it's a really fun, really spooky, get you in the mood for Halloween kind of movie. So I look forward to hearing what you think about that one. Cool. Well, yeah. I will definitely check out Trick or Treat. Cool. Yeah. When I go trick or treating. So. <laughs> and I still go. No, I'm joking. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
Yeah. Um, I had a tough time, obviously. Um, but I settled on this one just because I know you like the actor. So um, I settled on Hot Rod for you, which is an uh, Andy Samberg. Oh. Um, yeah. I No, I've seen that, dude. Oh, it's, it's on your. On yeah, it was on there. No, it wasn't. Yeah, it's on your list, dude. I looked at it. It was on there. Oh, man. Sure. What was your backup then? Because I love Hot Rod. Oh, that was it, man. I don't have a backup. <laughs> no, uh, uh, <laughs> well, now I got to look, man. Uh, yeah. Um, oh, Reno, Reno 911 Miami. Oh, the movie. Okay. Yeah, the All movie. Right. Yeah. 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 Okay. So, yeah. All right. There we go. That'll work. Okay. Another right. comedy. Yeah, so. I love the show. So, yeah. yeah. I'm yeah, surprised. So Reno I, 911. I, that, I was surprised I had never seen the movie. Yeah. So, so yeah. Yeah. I think you'll like that one. So, that's the backup. So, okay. Perfect. All right. I'm glad I had a backup just in case. So, yeah, but no, these things I, happen. So, I, I, yeah. I'm pretty sure I, it was I, on your not, not seen list. So, I remember seeing that on yours. And I remember almost thinking about giving it to you because I loved Hot Rod. Oh, okay. No, no, I've seen Hot Rod also. Oh, I don't cool. know. We got our wires crossed somehow here. Somewhere, but Reno 911, we'll go with that. So, cool. I'm not, I'm not upset about that. I love the show. Cool. Well, then you. Well, hopefully love the movie. Yeah, hopefully. So trick or treat. <laughs> so sorry for the mishap. So trick or treat and a uh, Reno 911 Miami. Yeah. Cool. That works. All right. Well, we thank you guys for watching. Hopefully you enjoyed the show. Uh, we will be back again with another show soon. Um, clearly at some point we'll get to our 2007 films where we'll do those those challenge films. You'll definitely want to be stay tuned for that. Uh, as always, if you like the channel, we ask that you like, subscribe, leave us a comment and as always hit the bell notification so you don't miss any of our updates and we will be back again soon we thank you guys again for watching and we hope you have a great day bye